What's up and welcome in to the Cap and Jay Hood Morning Show right here on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. With David Kaplan and Jonathan Hood with you, we've got JC, we got Jay Moore, we got you until 10 o'clock. Then it's Mike Greenberg from uh, 10 until noon, Carmen and Yurko 12 to 2, Waddle and Meller from 2 to 6, Black and Abdallah 6 to 8, right into Freddie and Fitzsimmons uh, from 8 to midnight right here on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000. You and I read a piece from TheAthletic.com, Cap, regarding the Chicago Bears and their needs. What's their biggest need? And so, you know, when we look at the top three things for the draft as far as needs are concerned, I mean, look, we look at this whole team, we look at this um, depth chart, and we say Justin Fields is going to be the quarterback for this team next year. Mm-hmm. And we feel pretty good about what's happening in the secondary with Brisker and Gordon. I, and you know what? I can be all in on, on Cole Komet based on what I saw last year. Even in losing season, he can be someone. Yeah, I'd like to add another tight end piece to be with him. Give Justin another weapon. Continue to upgrade uh, the offensive line and the wide receiver room. If you don't fix that defense, none of it's going to matter. Mm-hmm. None of it. You've got to be able to stop the run and be able to pressure the court, opposing quarterback. Yeah. You have to. That's why I think it's a much longer rebuild than people want to admit. Mm-hmm. Can you get better? Yeah, you better from three wins. But, dude, as bad as your offensive line and receiver room is, and what did Field Yates say while I was on vacation? He doesn't think they're re-signing David Montgomery? Okay, Khalil Herbert, to me, is not an every down back. So where are you getting a running back? Bijan Robinson going to fall to you in the second round? All right. Good player. So I went through my biggest needs. All right. What's your number one need? My number one need on my list in my top three is offensive line because everything that I look at with the Bears, every time we talk about them, I'm thinking about the protection of Justin Fields. And I don't know if that's – I would prefer that to be in the draft, definitely in free agency, but I think that you have to have someone that uh, Justin can work with. I don't expect Justin to run all over the field you know, over his time with the Bears. This, this was an interesting year this year because there was a change of philosophy offensively for the Bears at that Washington game. So I, number one for me, Cap, is the protection of Justin Fields, someone that's an anchor in that offensive line. I was close to going that way. Mm-hmm. You know I'm an offensive line guy. Yeah. Number one for me is defensive line. What did Owen Crude say? Did you ask him? He would get an offensive line. <laughs> yes. I'm sure he would, yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. I'm so, having lunch with the OG this week to talk draft. Okay, second on my list was defensive line. Okay, and that's my number one. As I just if you can't stop the run, it's it, nothing else matters. Mm-hmm. Period. And the Bears are among the worst teams against the run. If you can't pressure the quarterback and they are the worst, nothing else matters. Because you're gonna get picked apart is there anything besides oh jack sanborn and as far as not not the secondary we're talking about the linebackers in the line there's only thing that matters on either on the line there the defensive front seven yeah is jack sanborn wow and he's a good player not a great player so i think we're enamored with the story of dominic robinson more so than the player correct based on what we saw we saw glimpses and then all of a sudden he just disappeared off our radar correct what happened to him he just wasn't that good. He's a rookie. Travis Gibson is just a, is a veteran player. Yeah, solid. solid. Okay. Pinnell Jr., same thing. Blackson, same thing, right? Justin Jones, yeah. just a guy. Uh, Nicholas Morrow. Okay. And then 
You know, we mentioned Jack Sanborn. That could be a guy. Matthew Adams, Gaines. I mean, that's what you ended up with. Correct. That's so you it's are. So bad. That's a complete overhaul on the defensive line for me. Mm-hmm. Complete overhaul. You need another cornerback. Like, what do you do if you trade down to four? And the next Sauce Gardner sitting there. Mm-hmm. What did he go, four or five last year? Mm-hmm. He was defensive rookie of the year. What if there's another Sauce Gardner sitting there? You're going to pass on that guy? I just need help. So I, so I can't say no to that. I just know that I got so many holes to fill that if it's uh, in the secondary offense, defense, I got to fill those holes. Because whatever the Bears do in this offseason, and we know we always hear from Shea, Shea believes that there's a possibility that the Bears can go from three to nine or ten wins it's like man you need to have some difference making talent to make everything go right i mean these big plays when the game's on the line do you have those players in place in year one no you just it takes time and you don't have any depth just takes time for all that correct yeah pie in the sky yeah what bears fan doesn't want the bears to be successful it just takes time agreed i think that if nothing else it was a punch in the face to a lot of uh, bears fans this season that believed 9, 10, 11 wins only because of the coaching change. How many guys and gals called in here that said that that team can win 10 or 11 games? Excuse me? Yeah. That was the worst team in the National Football League. Mm-hmm. And if you couldn't see that at the start of the season, you're blind. Yes. Terrible roster. Yeah. So I By have design. Offensive line, defensive line, and what's your third? Number three for me is wide receiver room. Now, are you drafting that or are you getting that from free agency? Uh, I was just looking at the free agent list. There is not a ton of great options. There are not a ton of great options there. Mm. Jacoby Myers is there. Juju Smith-Schuster is there. Like, there's no, oh, my God, I've got to get that guy. Yes. So I'm hopefully getting it through the draft. And then some depth pieces in free agency. So, Period. You know what, JC? Let's open the phone lines on this. 312-332-ESPN-332-3776 our phone number. For you, the Bears fan, you're the football fan. So if you're in that front office, and we talked about this earlier, about whether or not the Bears front office is going to overthink this number one pick. I hope so. Just to out-dumb the room. Do what's best for the Bears for the immediate future by getting what you need with that number one pick of the draft. I got no problem with that. But Cap and I have laid out what's best for the Bears. If you're drafting, do you go offensive line? Do you go defensive line? If you are Ryan Poles, what are you looking at first in the draft? You're the number one pick. So what are you looking at first? So 312-332-3776 is our phone number on that. So during this time in the past, Cap, you were in uh, spring training. Cubs, Sox, Mm -hmm. around Arizona, motoring around Arizona to find out what's going on with both teams. And so what if we were there this year? Say we were at Sox camp right here on the home of the Sox, ESPN 1000. Say we were there. I mean, what you'd have to put me in a in a straight jacket going at Rick Hahn. You'd have to put me in a straight jacket. You saw what happened on the bottom line, right? You're looking for a second baseman for the future. Like something you can solidify up the middle. Mm-hmm. And what'd you get? You got Romy Gonzalez, and then yesterday you got Elvis Andrus, who this morning spoke at camp. To the media, I just saw the tweet come through, mm-hmm. basically calling you out. Me? Yes. Yes? What's that? These people that think I can't make the transition, it's about the same as playing shortstop. Oh, and by the time we're done with spring training, this will not be an issue. Oh, is it, Cap? Uh-huh. Second baseman and shortstop the same position? Mm-hmm. Is it really? 
I don't not, think it is, well, but I've never played Major League Shortstop either. You, you're already on your old man team. When they had to put you out there, I know you're a pitcher on that team, but they put you in the, you're a second baseman also, right? Mm-hmm. You're a pitcher and second baseman on your old man team. You want to turn that double play over, <laughs> over at short? That's a, that's a whole different thing in the hole versus second base. That is correct. Okay, so what's he talking about there? Oh, my, here is, this is nothing against Elvis Andrews, Cap. It's not. It's just that you're not doing your due diligence to really look at a hole on your, on your roster. How many years do you got to go through this and not having a solidified second baseman? You know, keep piecemealing it every year like it's not an important position? For years, you just throw anybody at first or left field. I mean, that's just baseball. Correct. Ah, you're slowest guy at first base. Throw him in left field. Ah, he gives up the double in the corner. That's fine. He'll eventually get the ball. Ah, it's fine. But at second base, when you need to have airtight defense, and you know this team with their rickety defense over the years, don't you want to make sure that's solidified? Yes? No? I agree with you. But he said, quote, this is for that hood guy in Chicago. That's not what it is. No quote. What are you talking about? Playing second, I don't think There's it's no going quote. to be such a big challenge for me. The ABCs of playing second are pretty much the same as playing shortstop. You agree with that? Again, I didn't play shortstop in the big leagues. Don't do that. I don't think that that's an accurate statement, but that is what he's saying. And the fact that he started his quote calling you out personally, uh-huh. I thought was awesome. Okay, that's fine. I think that that is, a, that is an issue. And, you, hey, nothing against him. But if I start seeing, like, fumbling over there at second base, trying oh, to double play oh, with you'll, Anderson. you'll crush him. Cap. You will crush him. This is all, again, at Rick Hahn. This is all at him. You don't think that that's important? You talk about playing with grit, right? Ah, we got to play with an edge. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> that would be awesome. But you understand, Cap, like they, they've been talking about playing with edge under the Grafal. What does that mean? Playing with edge. You know what? What's you that? can play a game with edge. Spikes up. Football, 17 games. You got Dan Campbell and all that. Okay. When Mike Ditka was here, they played with an edge. Yeah. 162 times? No chance. That, that is, is just. No. And that doesn't ridiculous. happen in one year either, by the way. It has, the edge that you want does not happen. You, you have to put that in the culture. You have to have, you have to cultivate that. Correct. So I don't know when they talk about that. That was part of the Grafal introduction that he, they got to play with the edge and all. Uh, like just hit the ball and and give me a clean game defensively. That's what I want. That's it. Nothing bugs me more about in watching baseball, especially my team, than four and five out innings. When a pitcher is there, he's battling his ass off, and there's just you know nonsense in the infield. Drum all the second shit in. Oh, he kicked it in a oh right field. God. Run's going to score in first and third. I, I don't know. You haven't told me if you put a ticket on the White Sox yet. I did not. And you I told am me. not. Oh, you're not? Hell no. Wait, from the World Series to no ticket? No ticket. What happened there? It's, it's just not good enough. <laughs> <laughs> Wait just a second. I'm bet it with your money, Cap. not mine. Cap, you had him in the World Series last year. Did you stick with him? I wasn't the only one. Passing, all of us did. And now you're backing off. No ticket on the White Sox. No ticket. I won't. I won't we'll wait until March for our official predictions when mm-hmm. we go through them. Mm-hmm. But it sounds like you have them as a, a lousy ball club. I've got them like 82 wins. Well, that won't get it done. No, it will not. If I give you this lineup, just off the top of the dome, right? Tim Anderson, Benintendi, hitting second. 
Robert hitting third. Aloy fourth. Andrew Vaughn fifth. Johan Moncada sixth. Grandal seventh. Oscar Colas in right. And Elvis Andrews at second. How many wins out of that lineup? It's an 82 win ball club. <laughs> 82 wins. Whoo! So the big signing of Benintendi will not pay dividends. Is that what you're saying? That is correct. Oh, you're calling it out already. He's okay. He's a nice player. I don't dislike the signing. Uh-huh. But when the Mets are paying more in luxury tax than the bi- biggest contract in White Sox history, that's a joke. Yep. Yeah, I hear you on that. And I'm not telling you the White Sox on their revenues, all of that should be spending at Steve Cohen level. But come on, man. Your window supposedly was open to win. And you signed Mike Clevenger on a one-year deal because he was cheap? Mm-hmm. You thought you jumped the market? Why are you not... Okay, you're not going to pay $185 million for Jacob deGrom. What about Verlander on a shorter deal? He was available. Yeah. What about Jamison Tyone for $68 million? He was available. No. So the biggest move you make is getting rid of the team leader in Abreu, which I had no problem with, but, I mean, did you replace his... Leadership? Do you place his offense? You sure you did that? Not sure you did that. Okay. So that, that's my point. Do you want to win or do you just want to hang around? Correct. Do you want to hang around in the American League Central? Is that what you want to do? Correct. That's not good enough, man. It's, it's, just, it's just not. You just cannot go in there average because Sox fans see it. You cancel Sox Fest. And then you get to the trade deadline, nothing. You get to you know, the winter meetings and you come up with Benintendi and Clevenger. That's it. That's it. You got Elvis Andrews back. Don't be a wise guy. You know I'm hurting over here. I do. Two-time All-Star right there. <laughs> that's, that's true. And I, I mean, I feel bad for my friend. Because Shohei's coming to the north side. <laughs> Michael Rossiello from Bridgeport is the winner of the tickets to see uh, Danny Mac as well as Clark Kellogg will give away another pair of tickets tomorrow here on Cap and J-Hood. All right, coming up next, oh, Cap. Well, we're talking to you about the Bears. Bears fans, which position do you, should the Bears look to draft first? We see you on hold. We're going to get to your phone calls coming up next. Cap and I have offensive line or defensive line. If you're opposed, what do you do first? Uh, also, powerful audio that's going to get Cap pumped up. That's coming up next. Cap and Jay Hood. Uh-oh. Weekday mornings at 7. If you miss something, get the podcast on the ESPN Chicago app. Cap and Jay Hood are back. On Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. Coming up at 9.35, we talked to our guy Bobby Marks, the front office insider for the uh, NBA. Uh, Takes care of all the work for ESPN and ESPN.com regarding uh, what's going on with the Bulls and the NBA. We'll talk to Bobby Marks. What's going on with this team? We'll find out at 9.35 right here on Chicago's Home for Sports ESPN 1000 at 312-332-3776 is our phone number. If you are Ryan Poles, what's the first thing you address in the draft? As we go to the phone lines to talk to you, here's Jack in Highland Park on Cap and Jay Hood on ESPN 1000. Good morning, Jack. Good morning, guys. How are you? We're good, man. How are you? Great. Thank you. Enjoy your show. Thank you. Almost every day driving around. Good job. Keep it up. Thank, Thank you, Jack. He's talking to me. My, my, my to thought on uh, the draft is, right. first and foremost, offensive line. Because if there's no time for Justin Fields, you get the best receiver out there, he's not going to have time 
to get the ball to them. If they double the one good receiver, there's not enough time to go through a pr- progressions to find out someone who's open. I, I know they need help everywhere else. Um, defensive line, yes. But we were in a lot of games. If we could put a, a few more points on the on the scoreboard, uh, maybe we win a few of those games. Yeah. So I'm, I just wanted to throw out my thought. I'll be happy to hang up and listen to your guys' thoughts and answers. Thanks, Jack. I, I can co-sign with you on offensive line. Mm-hmm. I would go D-line. If, but again, I'm taking the best guy on the board. Yes. So if I trade down, let's assume they trade with the Colts. Mm-hmm. They're at four. Who's the best player on the board? I would think it would go quarterback number one, quarterback two to Houston, number three, I don't know if there's going to be a trade up there, so somebody gets the third quarterback. Okay, so if I've got my choice, it's either Will Anderson or Jalen Carter or the kid from Texas Tech, uh, the other rush end. Mm-hmm. So... I'm taking the best player on the board at the position at a position I don't have anybody. Yeah, I'm yeah. not drafting a quarterback, so I'm taking either Will Anderson or Jalen Carter or the Texas Tech kid. Jack, we appreciate your phone call. Now, Jack leaves line open for you. Three one two three three two three seven seven six is our telephone number. Listening in Brooklyn, New York, on the ESPN Chicago app is Derek on our ESPN One Thousand. Hello, Derek. Hey, good morning, fellas. How y'all doing? What's Cap, up? Hood, what's good? How you doing, man? What's cracking, D? I'm doing great. Doing great. What's up, Jay Hood? Um, I want. I'm gonna answer your question, but I want to ask you guys a question. Yes. Who's, who's Who's the face of the franchise right now? Justin Fields. Justin Fields. Justin so, Fields. in order for Justin Fields to be successful, he has to be protected. So, I'm gonna say offensive line. We got to get it done. But listen, if we got if we got to get Jalen, um, the two uh, one of the defensive guys with the with the fourth pick because we might trade back or trade down, whatever it's called, we got to get it. But we got to get somebody in that next tier that's going to help protect them. Now I don't know if that's a guard or a left tackle, but we, we do need a tackle, correct? And yes. we need a center. Yep. And we need a center. Yeah, because that dude Mustafa, he's not really uh, you know he always get these guys are always getting hurt, so we need some fresh blood up in that in that lineup. You know what I mean? Yep. Agreed. But 100%. um. Listen, Yes, sir. But love you guys. Just want to chime in, and I'm always listening, man. Talk to you guys soon. Go Bears. Bear down, baby. Bear down. Bear down. You're the man. Appreciate your telephone call, Derek. Uh, so as promised, Cap, I have some powerful audio for you. Oh, i got to hear this. Okay. Can I get 38 seconds of your time? Yes. All right. Stevie Cohen, the owner of the New York Mets, met with the press yesterday and spring training. Steve Cohen said this. When I measure... My success as an owner, obviously you want to win a World Series. But, you know, I'm also going to measure my success on building a farm system so we can create sustainability year in and year out. And um, um, that's really important to me, okay, because, you know, that's how you... That's how you really uh, create something that's special, right? And, and, you know, the farm system being innovative and doing new things and, and developing players, uh, you know, taking good players and making them great. And, and if, if we can accomplish some of those things, and I think we can, then, you know, that would be a marker of success for me personally. Steve Cohen. Sounds like Tom. Hmm. Did he not? Yes. He doesn't spend like Tom. But he's saying we've got to do a better job in the minor leagues. So when you hear that 38 seconds of Steve Cohen, does that get you going? Like, hey, here's a guy here that's an owner of a team. His first priority is trying to win a World Series, Mm -hmm. but also trying to build the farm system where Theo failed. 
because Theo was all all in, and God bless him, because he gave, gave you a World Series championship and some sustained, sustained success. But what about the farm system? Then it, it was bereft of quality to try to build up the next generation of Cubs. Right. It was on. They didn't sustain it. Correct. Bryant obviously delivered. It was time to go, but he delivered. Mm-hmm. They added to their minor league system Kyle Hendricks and Schwarber and Ian Happ, and they brought Rizzo into their minors up to the major leagues through trades. So they did a good job early. Late, they just did a bad job drafting. Yeah. Bad job. Now, it's on the way back. It's a top 10 system, but that's when you trade. Like, they deserve a lot of credit when they traded some really good players that looks like, again, prospects, as my wife said to me on the video we did the other day, mm-hmm. yeah, those are guys who've never done anything. Fair. She's right. Fair. But I like what they possibly could be doing. All right, let's go to the phone lines to talk to you. 312-332-3776. Also, talk to you about the Bears. Which position should the Bears look at first uh, in the draft? As we go to uh, Mike in Lamont on Cap and J. Hood on ESPN 1000. Good morning, Mike. Hey, what's up, guys? Love the show. Uh, I just wanted to chime in and say that uh, you don't have to play pro baseball. Two totally different positions. As second base usually is a shorter compact throw and has to help cover uh, right field. And um, shortstop, you have to be kind of rangy and athletic and have a perfect throw every time. And that's coming from me. I played in Arizona all year round. Yeah. That's well, well, Mike, I guess I guess the whole point is Thanks, that Mike. You I got a bad sell, but I, thank you. I don't. I got. I get. We got the gist of what he was saying. Right. He was saying it's a different position. Now we're talking about a Gold Glove guy who's played for a long, long time. Who said, "Yeah, I'll be able to handle the change." Okay, no problem. But hey, when you when if Elvis there's, Andrews, if there's problems, turn that double play, Cap. Mm-hmm. I'm right here for you every morning. I'll be keeping my eyes locked in. Because I just don't believe Welcome that. Welcome in to Kappa J. Hood. Oh, God. <laughs> and then <laughs> freaking Andrus booted a double play ball. Just tell, I mean, do what's right for the organization. Mm-hmm. Think, do you think Cohen would pay for uh Here's a guy here. He could play, Utility guy. You can play second play. No, I want a second baseman. Mm-hmm. That's what I want. Mm-hmm. That I can watch 150 days, 150 games a year. That I want to trade the Madrigal back. No, you can have that. <laughs> How's that working out? Nicky, two strikes? He's going to be a third. <laughs> Jose on the west side on ESPN 1000. All right, Jose. Hey, how you guys doing? Good morning. What's Good up, morning. Bro? Hey, so I feel like the White Sox, I feel like they're going to win more than 82 games. Probably, I don't know, between 88 to 90. Just because I feel like we do have the roster. I don't know about the pitching, but I feel like we do have speed. We do have some power. Um, the, the problem was, the Larusa higher because I felt like Larusa was just never there. Like his body was there, but his mind just wasn't there, mm-hmm. and so the the players weren't held accountable. Well, I mean, here's the thing: as as I told Cap, I said I was all for Larusa coming through and being the manager of the team because that's experience that Rick Renneria did not have. I just thought that. Larusa went the other way instead of being more demanding, which we're used to with the A's and the Cardinals. I think he went the other way. He wasn't the guy they thought they were getting. He no. was not. 
They might have been respecting the room. It just did not result on the field. Yep. And we wish him well with his myriad of health battles he's been going through. Jose, we appreciate the phone call and your optimism, by the way. 88 to 90 games, he said, that the Sox would win. 88 to 90. I hope he's right. They don't have enough pitching. Mark in Barrington on Cap and Jay Hood. Good morning, Mark. Hey, guys. I think the Bears ought to trade back and trade back and continue to trade back, draft offensive line, and then build up some capital in the first round, second round of the 2024 draft, like Cap was saying earlier. This team had Will, this team had uh, Roquan Smith, Khalil Mack, Robert Quinn, Dinwin, Jack Squat. So putting Will Anderson on the defensive line or putting Dalen Carr on the defensive line and not making some other moves is a big mistake and isn't going to change the future of this of this team. So I think you trade draft picks. I think you get the offensive line and go from there. Mark, we appreciate the telephone call. And coming up next, we hear from Bobby Marks. What's going on with this Bulls team now that Patrick Beverly's on it? We'll talk about that coming up next. Cap and Jay Hood, weekday mornings at 7. Here's today's headlines, headlines. with Cap and Jay Hood. Good morning, Chicago. Breaking news from Adrian Wojnarowski from ESPN and ESPN.com. Chicago Bulls have shut down Lonzo Ball for the rest of the season. Patrick Beverly is finalizing a deal with the Bulls. According to Woj, the Bulls are expected to waive center Tony Bradley today to open up that roster spot for Beverly. The White Sox agreed to terms on a one-year $3 million contract with infielder Elvis Andrews. The two-time All-Star is expected to play second base. ILL, INI. They defeat Minnesota 78-69. The Blackhawks host the Vegas Golden Knights tonight at the United Center with a 7.30 puck drop. Game over. Welcome back to Captain J. Hood Experience. Weekdays from 7 to 10 on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. Hope you're having a great Tuesday morning. Captain J. Hood. Weekday mornings at 7 here on ESPN 1000, and we're streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. Bobby Marks is the front office insider for ESPN and ESPN.com. He joins us on the Car X Tire and Auto Hotline. Rattle, rattle, thunder, clatter, boom, boom, boom. Don't worry, call the Car X man. Bobby, it's uh, Captain Jay Hood. Thanks so much for your time. Hey, guys. How are you? We're doing well, thank you. Uh, our head spinning, Patrick Beverly, is coming back home to Chicago uh, to the Bulls. So how much does that move really move the meter for this Bulls team? Well, I mean, I think the move is probably to try to inject some life in the next, whatever, 23, 24 remaining games here. Um, I mean, you're two games out of the play-in. Um, you've played lethargic basketball. Um, you've seen Beverly's track record, whether it be in um, with the Clippers or Minnesota or even this year in, um, you know, with the Lakers here. So, yeah, I mean, buyout guys don't change the needle <laughs> or push the needle. I mean, it's just... It's the reality of it. There, there's a reason why you're, you know, you're, you know, you're, you're waived or you're bought out of your contract at this stage of, you know, of, of the season here because you're on a team that's likely going to the, to the, to the lottery like Patrick was in in, uh, in, in Orlando here. And um, will he help? Yeah, he'll help. But does it does it move the needle where you know Chicago all of a sudden we're talking about them hosting a home playoff game in a playing tournament. I, I I don't see that happening here. I mean, if it does, it would, it would be a great story here, but you know, it's a team that, you know, as we've seen, is not going to have, um, you know, Lonzo, you're, you know, certainly been at the guard position already here and he can, he can certainly uh, inject, you know, you know, some life in the next, I guess, two months of the season. 
So, Bobby, as you look at this team, they're not going to get Victor Wembanyama unless they get unbelievably lucky like they did with Derrick Rose in the draft. So how do you fix this thing? Because I truly believe they have an overmatched front office that did an awful job constructing this roster. They knew going into the season they had no perimeter shooting. They addressed it by getting none. They let Max Struess walk out the door when those guys get hired because he was injured. He's a pretty good player down in Miami. How do you fix this thing? Well, you fix it. I mean, there's one or two ways you fix it. Either you kind of, you know, you pivot and you look at trade options for your core guys. I think the, the Vucevic decision will be important. Um, who's an unrestricted free? Would you resign here. him? Um, I would. I think there's a there's a number though. I'm not signing him to more than twenty million dollars. I don't think centers in this this day and age aren't. You know, unless you're Embiid or Jokic or. One of these top guys, I, I, I don't, I don't see. I, I'm not paying him twenty million dollars a year. I mean, I'm comfortable paying him in the fourteen, fifteen million dollar range. That's fine. I mean, I think there's a, you know, there's a pecking order for you know how you play, uh, pay players, and that's kind of where I, I see it here. But I think how you how you fix it is is that as I said, you either pivot, and pivot is you know probably experience a little bit of pain where you're you're moving off some of your your core pieces here. I think. The other way is that you've got to like you know rely on your personnel department to find the under the, whether it be you know you're, you're likely losing your pick to Orlando unless it, it falls in the you know in the, in the top there. Um, you don't have a second right. That's going to um, I think the Wizards have that. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to find you got to find the under under the radar guys here. I mean you got to find guy the undrafted the the guys the, the minimum guys that hopefully can help and, and kind of solidify a little bit of your, your back end of your roster. You need down Terry to develop here. You know, Patrick Williams will be going to the fourth year here. So that's the, I mean, that's where you're, you're looking at it here. I, I get it. I understood where, you know, where they were. I mean, we also kind of saw a little bit of the writing on the wall, how the season ended. The likelihood was that Lonzo was not going to be ready. We, you know, we're not going to see him all year. So the, your decision was that you let Zach walk for nothing um do you bring him back at a, at a big number um or do you work do you look at sign and trades here um and so eventually now you're faced with you know there's a good chance you don't make the play the um you know the the playing um you're limited with your assets here so as i said you, you basically have to you have one or two ways right you're either pivoting off this roster or you're going to try to hold on, um, and you're, you're you're relying on your personnel department to kind of find these under the radar guys, which is not easy. I mean, that is not easy to do at all. Bobby Marks with us here on Cap and J Hood on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. Bobby, did you say maybe two or three weeks ago, looking at this roster, you would think that maybe you'd do an overhaul, that you would do something different with this team because. You know, Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan, without a, a lead guard, it just doesn't work. It, it just doesn't. It, the dynamic does not work well enough for them to be a contender. Did you have a feeling a few weeks ago looking at this roster, hey, maybe they should start over? I don't know about starting over. Starting over is ridiculously hard. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, starting over, bot, like basically just knocking the house down is really really hard because you could be there forever mm-hmm. i mean you you you'll be you could be sacramento for 14 years maybe that not that long but you could you could <laughs> i mean it'll take a long time i do think there's a way to kind of pivot i mean i think we saw what in, in indiana we saw it in utah that 
you don't have to kind of hit rock bottom. You can move off certain players and still be competitive, but, you know, build up your draft assets here. You know, um, you know, that's probably the one thing, you know, that's possible, um, you know, and, and, and instead of being kind of in, on that treadmill of mediocrity, you could still be on the treadmill of me- mediocrity, but have a little bit more of kind of, um, you know, light at the end of the tunnel here. And I think, and how does that happen, right? I mean, it ha- probably happens with moving off probably DeMar or or Zach. I mean, you're going to have a decision this offseason. DeMar's going to be in the, ex- probably in the last, he's going to be in the last year of his contract. I'm sure he's going to be looking for a, a four-year, $140 million extension here. And are you comfortable doing that? Probably not. Um, so that's probably what you're going to be faced with in the um, you'll be faced in, in the offseason is basically kind of choosing between one of those two players. And if it's not if, if you're moving one of them, can you build up your draft assets? Can you get some nice young players that are on controllable contracts and just kind of build it that way? Bobby Marks with us here on Cap J Hood on ESPN 1000. I'm a huge fan of watching you on TV, listening to you. I think you do such a great job of breaking it down so the average fan can understand cap ramifications and all the different things. I also feel like this organization, Gar and Pax, Arturis and Eversley, have never prioritized perimeter shooting in a game that has now changed to, if you can't shoot the ball, you can't win. I'm watching us play the Bucks the other night, and A.J. Green is, I think, 6 of 7 from three. Yeah. They've got Drew Holiday shoots 38% from three. Brooke Lopez, 37% from three. Chris Middleton makes threes. Grace Allen makes th- Grayson Allen makes threes. Pat Connaughton makes threes. Javon Carter is 41.7 from three. How in the H can a front office in today's <laughs> times not go get any shooting? Well, I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, if you're in the red every night from, you know, your difference from what your opponent's doing and what you're doing, I don't care if you're shooting 65% in the paint uh, or, you know, on twos, but if you're shooting 11 of 29 and your opponent's, you know, 16 of 30, you're likely going to lose those games. I mean, that's the reality of it here. And when you don't have perimeter, um, you know, uh, presence on the on the perimeter here, uh, man, it puts a lot of pressure on you. You basically have to play perfect basketball during uh, during a game here, and that's something. Yeah, that's something that's you know, Demar is not a three point shooter, right? Nope. Great mid range here. Zach kind of you know comes and goes, right? When he gets going, he gets going here. Um, and then you kind of look at the rest of the, the roster here as far as what. Um, you know, whether it be Derek Jones or, you know, even Dragic, who you signed in the offseason, you know, Vooch, you know, um, Patrick, like the list goes on. There's not three guys that you say, well, you know what? He's our specialist, right? Shooting 38% from three. We can throw him in when we're down five points. And that's the hard part is that when you get you get down, it's hard to kind of climb out of, you know, some of these, these holes here. And um, how does this, how do you, I mean, the big thing, of course, you guys know, is sustaining these leads. And that's kind of been the, the big Achilles heel for this team. Bobby, lastly, and we appreciate your time. You know, during the Super Bowl, Cap and I were going back and forth about NFL teams who have the best front office. You know, I think uh, Cap took Kansas City. I took the Eagles as far as front office and sustained success. When you look at the NBA, and there's a lot of good organizations, but when you look at one in particular, you know, what stands out as far as the best structure? Not just winning, but structure. Yeah. Well, winning a winning environment. Sustainable roster. Yeah. I think Miami, you know, I mean, not just because I live down here in Florida. I mean, I just look at, like, can you sustain when a player goes down 
and when, can you sustain when you lose a key player in free agency? Um, and, you know, I think what Miami's been able to do, um, you know, so, yeah, I mean, you get to an Eastern Conference Finals, you get to an NBA Finals, but, I mean, you look at what they've, I mean, and they missed on the Lowry, you know. I mean, that's been a kind of a, a little bit of a bust here, but you find, as you said, Gabe Vincent, Max, um, you know, Duncan Robinson before that big contract, Tyler, you know, like they just find guys whether it be through their G League team, and they have, all right, you know what, we're going to roll out eight guys tonight, you know, and this is who we are, and we're going to win 50 games every year. It doesn't matter if Jimmy Butler plays 40 or, or doesn't here. And I think that's the big thing as far as what separates front offices is, is that when you have a sustainable roster that can withstand injuries or when players leave in free agency. Hey, before we let you go really quick, Patrick Williams. I like him. I saw them give up on Lowry Markin, and now a guy's an all-star. This kid's 21 years of age. Your thoughts on him? Yeah, I'm not ready, you know, to kind of, you know, let him go here. I think to probably learned a little bit from the, what happened with Lowry. Um, you know, and I felt he played well in Cleveland last year. Um, his age, I think he still has upside. I think you're probably asking maybe too much from him. But I think when you... When you have players who are, you know, three years in, um, you know, you're not ready to kind of walk away from. I think it'll just be, that, you know, he's extension eligible. Um, you know, this off season here, is there a number you're comfortable with? Are you willing to kind of play out the season here? But you know, big wings like him, um, you know, it's hard to find. I mean, every team, there'd probably be a, a list of teams waiting for him if he ever became available in, in free agency or in a trade here. So yeah, I don't. That probably wouldn't be the guy I would, you know, would say, you know what, that's the guy we're going to pivot from. We're going to move. We can get a bunch of draft picks and everything. But no, that's the type of players you need to kind of, you know, build, you know, build within. Bobby, as always, we appreciate your thoughts. Thanks so much for coming on the show. As You're always, the man. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. It is uh, Bobby Marks from ESPN, the front office insider, with us here on Cap and J Hood. The Cap and J Hood cut of the day is coming up next on Chicago's Home for Sports. <laughs> You're listening to Cap and J Hood. Follow the show on Instagram at the Catman and at IGJ Hood. This is ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Rock and roll here on Cap J Hood on ESPN 1000. We'll give you the Chicago Cut Steakhouse Cut of the Day in just a moment. Bulls have just released a statement. It is official. They are shutting down Alonzo Ball for the remainder of the season. And they said the focus for Ball will continue to be on the resolution of his discomfort and a full return for the 2023-2024 season. There you go. They admit the obvious that he's not walking through that door and they did wave Tony Bradley so that they could make room on the roster for Patrick Beverly who has agreed to a contract Bulls back to work on Friday. Now time for the Cap and Jay Hood Chicago Cut Steakhouse. Cut of the day. Yo. Yes, it's boring, but it's a sport. Oh! Whatever. Cut it. It's not boring. Okay, then you're boring. You know, I'm thinking that if your first name's Jim, you got to go with the middle name, too. Jim Cooter does not work, right? James Cooter. Yeah. Hello? I'm James Cooter. Ah. <laughs> Interesting last name. <laughs> James. Jim Bob Cooter. Now, that 
calls attention to the cooter part of it. Now, real, hang on with the cooter. <laughs> just keep, keep your beak out of his cooter. If you're part of the expression. Uh, Please look up, uh, JC, where Jim Cooter's from. A city and state. It's got to be Huntsville. It's got to be the South. What if it's Nashua, New Hampshire? <laughs> he is born at Fayetteville, Tennessee. Perfect. 38 years old. He's been with the Jets. He's been with the Lions. His real name is James Robert Cooter. Hun, get out the good silverware. The Cooters are coming. Excuse me? I said the cooters are coming. Yes. Take that. Yes. Put the dogs up. The cooters are coming. That is the Chicago Cut Steakhouse Cut of the Day. Here's your tip for today. Try the burger. If you go in, have lunch, get the hand-packed burger. The fries take three days for them to make. It's a process. I went there and filmed it. When I was doing TV at NBC, unbelievable process. The best fries you'll ever eat. The burger is delicious and juicy. And pour that with a nice bourbon maybe after your lunch. And take the rest of the afternoon off or have a cold beer. And when the weather turns, sit out on their patio. That is the Chicago Cut Steakhouse Cut of the Day. Uh, Let's go to the phones before we get out of here quickly. Scott in Lake Forest wanted to weigh in on the drafting. Uh, Can you guys punch up? Scott, what's up, man? Good morning, gentlemen. Love the show. Appreciate you. Really quick, I I think no matter, definitely have to trade back, whether it's Anderson or Carter or whoever, these guys got to go with the mentality of best available player, wherever your spot is. There are so many holes in this roster. They have so many needs. I wouldn't even be concerned about moving back past four if we did that to pick up another great couple of draft picks because we have so many holes. That's all I think. Thank you. Yeah, I've always been, and thanks for the call, Scott, always been the guy that believes you have to take the best available player. Now, that said, if the best available player at your spot is a quarterback, I don't want to go down that road because I'm a Justin Fields guy. And I think he is the right guy, and he's the right person in the room, and the players love him, and he fits the organization like a glove. So after that, if I'm trading back, I'm getting the best guy on the board. If that's Jalen Carter, the D-tackle from Georgia, Will Anderson, the edge from Alabama, if that is a offensive lineman or a wide receiver or a cornerback, I'm getting the best guy on the board. Because if I look and go, well, that guy's a all-pro right there, I don't really need that position. That guy's a really good player, but he's not at the other level. you got to take the best guy on the board and then figure out your roster problems from there. So we'll see where they end up going. There's going to be a lot to talk about. And next week, Hoodie and I will be doing this show next Wednesday. It will be a four-hour extravaganza starting at 5 a.m. from the NFL Combine in Indianapolis. We are going down there Tuesday as soon as the show's over. We will be able to network the rest of Tuesday, Tuesday night, and then Wednesday morning we rock and roll from the Combine in a new era of Bears football. And Ryan Poles exclusively will join us that morning at the Combine. Looking forward to talking to him and see what we can get out of the general manager and what the challenge is like holding that number one pick. For Hoodie, for Jake, who is in for Shea, he's back tomorrow. For Jay Moore, I'm Cap. 
Have a great rest of your day. This is ESPN 1000. Take that. From Chicago.